Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. you get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Today's episode is being dropped on the first day of December. We've made it to December, folks. We're going to be talking about a new sort of minor league that is being formed by baseball, a way that I think it could be used as a template for what to do with the World Baseball Classic, should they ever want to do that again. And also the single most obvious case for expansion. This show is available on the free and easy to use Himalaya podcasting app. We're also available wherever you get your podcasts. And when you're staying at home and trying to lick this thing, trying to get this thing to finally get past so we can get back to some sense of normality, wear a mask. For goodness sakes, wear a mask. And tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Or check out some of the other great shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball with Scott Cullen. You can check out Locked On Yankees with Stacey Gotsoulias. Or check out the brand new Locked On Rockies with new host Ryan Ladika. I think I'm pronouncing that name correctly. Ryan, forgive me. He's going to be a guest on the show coming up. So there's a little tease for an upcoming podcast. You can follow the podcast on the free and easy to use Himalaya podcasting app. Did I already mention that? I may have. I may be repeating myself. See what happens when you try to wing this sometimes? Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown MLB Pod. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And if there's any topic you want me to cover on the Sunday request, send that along by my Twitter handle, which is Sully Baseball. Okay. I'm not 100% sure what to make of this new news, but I decided to address it as it came out. This is from several articles that have been going around, including an announcement that was made on MLB.com. They're going to be creating the MLB Draft League. This is a summer league that's going to allow the top eligible players for the MLB Draft to play in a short, although longer than this current season we had last year, 68-game season beginning next year. And there's going to be five teams in this league and many of the teams that have been, for the lack of a better word, given the ax from the contraction of minor league baseball, five teams have found new life. And they would be the uh, Mahonic Valley Scrappers, the State College Spikes, the Trenton Thunder, the West Virginia Black Bears and the Williamsport Crosscutters. Look at that. Williamsport is a place for Little League and now prep baseball. Now, I'm glad that these five teams get to have life. There was no minor league baseball this last year, and a bunch of teams have been given the heave and also the hoe. Uh, we saw that Staten Island is no longer be a Yankee affiliate, which really I find very sad. I love that there was a Staten Island Yankee team. It looked like the Spokane Indians 
a team that I have attended their games. And anyone knows me knows I have a soft spot for Spokane. Spokane survived. Now the Spokane Indians were a Rangers affiliate. Now they're a Dodgers affiliate. Why are they called the Indians? I don't know the answer to that. But here are five teams that are going to survive. And who knows? Maybe if this MLB Draft League will work, then it may extend to some of the other cities who have lost their minor league teams. Now, I, I do think this is an interesting idea that you get to see some of the players compete and in some sort of a, you know, in some sort of a leveled out league for the draft. It could make a little more interest going along in the draft. Of course, the first time someone blows out their arm and it will happen, people will start trashing the league left and right. Of course, those arms could very easily be blown out by an overly eager high school or college coach who will ride their star player to you know, an extra series of pitches and blow their arm out altogether. But I, I, I am eager to see how this works. One of the th reasons why the MLB draft is such a dud in terms of fan interest well there's one major reason is that the players don't go directly from the draft to the major leagues with very few exceptions they got thrown into the minor league system and when you have a player who is drafted out of prep a high school player what's going to happen to them they're going to be drafted and you probably won't see them in the major leagues for three or four years even some of the ones drafted out of college will take a couple of years to see the light of day in the major league so it's like wow the Cardinals drafted this player. Great. Have you heard of him? No. Well, when am I going to see him? In a few years. A lot of times you see someone who is drafted first, second, third, fourth, really high up in the draft. When they finally make it to the big leagues, most fans are going, who is this guy? I've never heard of him. And you also have the likelihood of a Luke Hochever being the number one pick overall. No offense to Luke Hochever, who became a decent major leagues uh, reliever and won a World Series ring for his troubles, but not exactly the star you're expecting to get with a number one overall pick in the draft. So this way, it creates a showcase and a level showcase because you don't always know the competition that someone's playing in. If they're playing in a prep school, are they playing against lousy high school teams? Are they playing at the same level of competition from this place to that place? You see some sort of a leveled out playing field kind of like you have in basketball where you have NCAA division one and in football with the NCAA division one as well it's basically those are minor leagues that's the minor league development for the NBA is college basketball the minor league development for pro football is college football and you have legit stars and people are excited because they've seen the players dominate in college. And now you want to see, you're picturing them with the uniform of your favorite team. And this would be a wood bat league, unlike the aluminum bat leagues that you have in high school and in college. So you get to see how they play in a sort of a tournament style with the same equipment that they would have in the major leagues. That's worth a try. I, I don't see any downside. You know, there's going to be injuries. Do you see in players get injured in the college world series? Do you see players get injured in high school tournaments? 
So you know, the being afraid of will there be injuries? Yeah, there's going to be injuries. It's going to happen. It's going to happen no matter what. But to create that kind of a showcase, maybe someone will emerge from it that you're not expecting. Now, this is the sort of thing that I think the World Baseball Classic should be. Um, the world I, I personally have found what is how many World Baseball Classics have we had? Three, four. The fact that I don't know the answer to that is a problem. Uh, I also don't know who won the last one. I think the United States won one of them. I think Japan won one. Did Cuba win one? I don't remember. Um, what's the greatest moment in World Baseball Classic history? No, I don't ask that. Uh, you know, facetiously, I'm asking that honestly. Now, I, I honestly don't know. Now, some people have enjoyed it, and fine. I'm sure if I went to one of the games live, I'd have a lot of fun. But it's also, it's it's they're spring training games. That's what they are. It's not the same pressure on the line to win the World Baseball. If you have the choice of winning the World Baseball Cup. Uh, was it the World Baseball Classic final game, the championship game? You have a choice of your country winning that or seeing your team win a play in game to be the visiting team in the wild card game. Which one would you rather see? Of course, it'd be the one to win the wild card, the spot in the wild card game. Of course. There's not nearly anything on the line. Let's say you're the manager of the American team of the World Baseball Classic, and you have uh, uh, Bieber pitching. I'm trying to pick or or Degrom pitching, and he's dominating. He's already thrown 110 pitches, and you know the bullpen is no good, and you know Degrom could go the whole way to clinch the championship. Would there be a soul on the planet Earth who would want to see him complete that game? Of course not. Of course not. The idea of risking his arm for a spring training game, that's insane. What I think would be interesting would be to have the World Baseball Classic be filled with players from around the world and none of them signed to any affiliated uh, minor league team. That None of them are signed by uh, any of the major league organizations. And you play the World Baseball Classic and they're playing all out. They're playing all out to win. And they're playing all out to impress. Because at the end of the World Baseball Classic, there's a draft. There's a special draft where all the teams that are there and all the players are there. And then you know, the championship is crowned. Let's say it's Korea. Let's say it's Cuba, whomever it is. And all the players who participated in it have agreed to make themselves eligible for this draft. Yeah, including the Japanese players, including the Korean players, including the Cuban players. Got to open some of this stuff up, make Major League Baseball the talent center. And at the end of the World Baseball Classic Tournament, with all these different countries competing and everything like that, there is a draft. And each team gets, what, three picks, four picks. I don't know how it is. I haven't worked out all the kinks yet. And that way... 
some of the players that you saw, this player who, oh, this player impressed from Japan, this player impressed from Korea. Oh my God, there was a player from France who was really good. Oh my God, there was a player from Jordan who was really good. Oh my God, there was a player from Zimbabwe who was very good. I don't know, I'm spitballing here. And all the different countries participate and then the best ones get drafted in and it's their chance to not only win for their country, but to maybe cash in themselves. You'll see a lot of guys running hard from first to third if they think that being a drafted player could lead to fame, fortune, and the chance to be a national hero. That's what I think they should do. And I think that that's a, a motivating factor for some of these players. The players in the prep league will be playing all out to try to show that they're you know worthy to be drafted and the same thing for a world baseball classic and maybe they'll get drafted maybe they won't and for the players who don't get drafted do you know what i would do i would give them a built bar do you know why because built bars are the best protein bars out there that you could have and best in terms of the taste you know, there's a lot of protein bars out there that I'm sure are filled with lots of goodness, but you bite into it, it tastes like a shoe. Built Bars are great. I'd eat Built Bars even if I knew they weren't good for me, all right? Because the flavors are so great. I've talked about how much I love the chocolate raspberry. I talk about the cookies and cream. And there's some great new ones, including white chocolate cookies and cream all new white chocolate salt caramel this is fantastic and we are dreaming of a white christmas a white built bar christmas beginning thanksgiving day at 5 p.m so it's already past us we have the the new flavors chocolate cookies and cream white chocolate salted caramel and two free candy cane brownie bars with each item purchased now the candy cane brownie bars have 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, seven grams of sugar. You can get 25% off of all products all weekend long. Go to BuiltBar.com and get 25% off for Black Friday. Plus, don't forget to use the promo code to get an extra percent off. Go to BuiltBar.com, get 25% off. Plus, don't forget to use the promo code to get an extra percent off. You know the contraction in the minor leagues is kind of sad. And yeah, I really hope there's some way to find a way to fill some of those empty stadiums because minor league baseball is wonderful. It really is. It's a great way to help grow the game and find new markets and people to enjoy it. It's a economically good way to spend the spend a summer afternoon. Then again, who knows when we're going to have a summer afternoon like that. I mean, hopefully, hopefully by next summer, some of this will be lifted, won't it? Come on, we got to get there, folks. Folks, be smart. But I was thinking about something the other day. I was thinking about something. Baseball's got to expand. Even if baseball doesn't do my plan, which is to totally recalibrate the divisions, realign them geographically, have four 18 divisions 
and have it be you know all the north teams all the south teams the west teams the central teams each in their own divisions have fun interdivision rivalries and all this fun stuff even if they don't do that even if they keep american national league in the current divisions you know to not have an interleague game every day you have to expand by two teams that's just if if it's 15 and 15 there has to be mathematically at least one interleague game a day i like interleague play but i like it to be that special thing kind of in the middle of the season to break things up when it happens every single day it's not special anymore it's really not and so i and also i think there are some markets once they fix the stadium situation in tampa and in oakland then you can take a good hard look at some of the other markets out there like possibly Montreal again, possibly Albuquerque, possibly Portland. Uh, Nashville has made some noise. I think the Carolinas could certainly support a team and the expansion fees would come in, help alleviate some of the costs lost from the, um, you know, all the COVID stuff that happened this year. And of course, the union would want to be seeing 50 new major league jobs and those teams would need minor league affiliates. So some of the minor league teams that have been cut free may find some new homes. At least there'd be 10 minor league teams, five for one expansion team, five for another. One case for expansion, of course, is everything I just said. Another case is the fact that this is the longest we've gone without an expansion since the first one. The first expansion was in 1961 when the Angels were formed. And also, the it's very complicated. The Senators moved and became the Twins, but a new team called the Senators was put in its place. So if you just were a Washington fan, you just woke up the next year, oh, the Senators are still here. It's just none of the players are there. It's a completely different organization. I know that's kind of weird, but that's what actually happened. And that Senator team ultimately became the Texas Rangers in 62. That was the advent of the New York Mets and the Houston Colt 45s who became renamed the Astros. 69, the Montreal Expos were formed. They became the Washington Nationals. The San Diego Padres were formed. The Kansas City Royals were formed to appease the good folks in Kansas City who had just lost the A's to Oakland. And then the Seattle Pilots were formed prematurely Seattle was not ready to have a major league team they should have expanded into Milwaukee they did not the pilots moved to Milwaukee and became the Brewers in 77 to avoid lawsuits with the cities of Toronto and Seattle after two franchise moves to those cities were thwarted and the cities were going to sue major league baseball they appeased them by forming the Mariners and the Blue Jays 92 saw the beginning of the Rockies and the Marlins and to offset the costs created by the revenue taken away from the 1994 strike and the penalties they had to pay for the collusion of the late 1990s, baseball expanded again, giving us the, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays who were renamed the Rays. Now, while that doesn't seem that long ago, that was 1998. Guess what, folks? That's nearly a quarter of a century ago. And if you notice all those years I rattled off, they were all between 1961 and 1997, 
with some you know, pretty steady. There was no expansion in the 1980s, but a bunch in the 60s, 70s, and 90s. Well, we've gone through the 2000s without expansion. We've gone through the 2010s without expansion. And we can expand again. Now, before anyone comes at me with any discussion of a thinned out talent pool, think about what I just said about the World Baseball Classic. There are countries that we can tap into for their talent, not the least of which is Cuba, which is starting to open up and opening up Korea, opening them up Japan, and finding players around the world in countries that had never even considered baseball up until this point. That can happen. You want to see these academies and these leagues set up for drafts? Imagine setting up baseball academies across the world to try to get, you know, try to find a great player in Europe, find a great player in Africa, find a great player in Asia, in Australia, and all the places where it, it's not just the Caribbean and South America, which always are opening up as well. But there's another thing. I was over on baseball trade rumors, and they're listing all these players who are about to be non-tendered, all these players who are major leaguers, you know, I saw Jose Urena. Now, Jose Urena was uh, an all-star caliber pitcher a few years ago. He didn't pitch too particularly well last year, the year before. But he's only, what was it? He's only 29 years old and a pitcher with some ability. And he just was non-tender. You're out. Bye. Steven Matz, who... Uh, you know, it was horrible this year, but just, you know, again, not that old. A couple of years ago was quite an effective pitcher. In fact, uh, helped pitch the uh, Mets to the World Series in 2015. And he's probably going to be non-tendered as well. A bunch of these teams that are, you know, cost-cutting and not wanting to sign a major leader to a long-term deal and not wanting to deal with arbitration – there's going to be a huge influx of non-tendered players and players whose contracts just expired who are not going to get a big long deal. I'm not saying that this is going to be the, you know, the second coming of Roy Halladay who's going to be available, but there's going to be some players out there who are capable major leaguers who are going to be just let go. You know, Travis Shaw. Is Travis Shaw a great player? No, Travis Shaw is not a great player. But Travis Shaw has been a major leaguer as recently as 2018. was a 32-home run hitter. And he is probably going to just be non-tendered. You don't get a contract. Bye. Bye, Travis. Have, have fun. Float out there in the ether. You are going to see two teams worth of major league talent that are floating out there. Again, I'm not saying that the teams that you can form with these players would be a pennant contender. But what I am saying is they may not be horrible because one thing that we saw, certainly with the team that I keep referring back to, the 2013 Red Sox, that you may see that a team filled with major leaguers who feel like, hey, my pride is hurt. 
hey, I got to prove myself. If you have a whole team full of those guys, then you may have a team that is tough to beat. May not win 90 games, but may give you a big fight. And oh yeah, with all of those minor league teams cut loose, guess what? Each one of those teams had players. Players who have been sent off into the ether. Certainly enough players to put together two 25-man rosters and a couple of affiliates. So what do you do with all these non-tendered people? What do you do with these minor leaguers who don't have a job? What do you do with the fact that the union wants to have some more jobs and some more union members and the Major League Baseball wants to have those franchise fees that the owners would have to, if they want to pay into Major League Baseball, expand by two. Expand by two. Now, of course, the single biggest problem with expanding baseball, or one of the biggest problems, it's different to expand baseball comparing it to basketball, hockey, or football. There are football stadiums that could seat the capacity that you would want for an NFL game all over the country because of the popularity of college football. Every major city and most minor cities have some sort of arena where you could play basketball or hockey, at least temporarily, while an up-to-date facility is built. But not a lot of places have a stadium that's just sitting there ready for Major League Baseball. And so it's always been tougher to find a place to expand Major League Baseball, especially since multi-purpose stadiums like they used to build in the 1960s and 70s are no longer in vogue. However, in an upcoming podcast I'm going to drop this week, I'm going to talk a little bit about how maybe we should change our perspective of what we think a stadium is and what we think a stadium needs to provide. That's an upcoming episode. But for now, go to the free and easy to use Himalaya podcasting app and like us on all the places where you can get your podcasts and you're staying at home, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on MLB. Talking about expansion, talking about prep, and talking about the World Baseball Classic and ways to adjust all of them. This is Locked On MLB for the first day of December 2020. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.